Welcome to Two Idiots Talk Health and Fitness Podcast with your hosts, Ryan and Tyler. Each week we sit down to bring you practical, actionable health and fitness information. Let's get started. What is up, everybody? Episode 74. I'm Ryan. He's Tyler. I am. We are back in the game, coming with another Q&A, little follow-up to last week. We got a whole new round of questions coming your way today. So much to talk about, man. Get tanning coming, coming along. Yeah, dude. To look like something. We got paint. We got mirrors. We got some flooring going on. Dang. Exciting stuff. It's going to go from nothing to something real quick here. It's going to really come together quickly. Yeah, that's good stuff. Uh, which is exciting, finally. So, got that coming. Really pumped to uh, get underway out there, get everything going. Speaking of getting underway, we got the My Zone Challenge underway for the month of September. Oh, yeah. Doing this one a little bit different. Last time was the team thing, Leechburg versus Cheswick. Uh, this time it's all uh, all for yourself. So, yeah, all uh, we got a little club. threshold there, I believe 2,000 MEPs. 2000 is what you have to meet in order to qualify. That's using only the top three. So 70, 80, and 90% of your max heart rate to get those MEPs for this. Obviously, all your MEPs will count like normal. It's just for the sake of the challenge. Yeah. Those are, those are the only three uh, zones that, that count. Once you get to 2,000, you are entered to win some different prize packs. We're going to have three winners randomly drawn from everybody that gets over 2,000. So getting more once you're above 2,000 doesn't really help you out. Yeah, unfortunately. In terms of the chances to win or anything. So, you know, we don't need anybody taking a, taking a stroke trying to uh, get, get the most maps possible. Um, but that's going all month long. You have all, all of September to uh, make that happen. So. 2000 using those top three heart rate zones. Exciting, exciting stuff. So, oh, yeah. thanks to everybody that uh, hopped in there last week. Uh, if you haven't, make sure you go back, get part one of this QA before you get a piece of part. I guess you don't really have to before, but make sure you uh, make sure you hit it. Yeah, so, go check it out. Let's, let's get into it, man. Lots to talk about. Got, uh, you know, obviously we got the big bike ride out of the way on on saturday yeah long time coming this was uh something that got discussed on the podcast last year with my failure to complete the 100 mile bike ride so happy to say a year almost a year later it was like two days off actually uh knocked it out felt good felt smooth and nice coming off uh coming off tired late flight <laughs> yeah tired as shit but we got it done uh, felt felt good, man. The uh, the new the new slash used bike that I uh, picked up on the marketplace really came through. Mm. Felt good, got it done. Ass a little tender, but uh, that's part of the part of the game when you're biking for seven hours straight. So yeah, how'd we do? Uh, dare I say, underestimated the the challenge a little bit throughout. Still made a hell of an effort for the uh, amount of training time put in. How we. How'd we feel? How'd we do? Let's let's talk about it. Uh, I don't want to say I underestimated like the whole thing. Like I knew 
going in, it was going to be kind of, you know, brutal. I knew I had a feeling the last, uh, last leg of it was going to kind of kick my ass. Uh, but it was kind of rough. Uh, went in. It's a lot I, of repetitive so, motion. So uh, premise on this, I went into this hundred mile bike having ridden two times in the last month and a half uh with both of those rides only being 40 miles that was it so i had a total of 80 miles of riding going into the 100 miler whereas you had way more mileage so a little bit more training on your end than mine um so i kind of went in understanding that like this is going to be brutal i was going to get left in the dust which was fine we drove separately for a reason uh you know that sort of stuff but yeah, not a race. Not yeah, a race. not a race. It's just trying to get it done. Uh, but about 35 miles in, I started getting a little pain in my knee, um, which is starting to bug me quite a bit. So I kind of made the call to, to call it at 40 miles out and then turn back the bike 40 miles back and just get 80 miles. Hey, 80 is cool. 80 is a lot of miles. It's still a lot of biking. Like, And considering I had no training for it really at all, I was happy with it downside to that was at about 67 miles the pain in my knee like got exorbitantly worse dragon uh and it got to the point where i couldn't actually like pedal um properly and so forth uh so the last 13 miles or so was was real brutal uh getting back to uh getting back to my jeep but we got it done i also yeah, hey. did ice bath for the first time in like 10 years Damn, trying to bounce back. See, that's that's what I like about biking, though, as opposed to like running or whatever. Is you don't get that like absurd muscle soreness just no. of the nature of the motion. You know, yeah, the, you the don't. repetitiveness of it can get brutal on the joints for sure. Yeah, I think that's it. what it was. I think like just the the tendons and ligaments in my knee were just like, dude, why are you doing this again? Like the yeah. same circular motion over and over again. Uh, and I think it just, it got to the point where they weren't happy. Um, but yeah, I mean like muscle wise, like, I mean, I didn't really have any soreness or anything like that other than my ass. Yeah. Like, yeah. Need that, need that dexterity of the ass. Uh, like the ass is the worst the part. Little rhino skin by the time you, uh, build that thing up, but great day for it. Weather was great. Weather was great. Trail was in great shape considering the freaking monsoon that came through last week. Yeah. Just the one spot with the mud. Other than that, uh, wasn't too soft. It was in great, uh, great shape. So yeah. Hell of a day out there. Um, yeah, it was good. It was good. Yeah, it was a tough, tough turnaround though, flying back. But I did think of some, a couple things on the flight. Anytime you travel, you got time. You just get a taste of 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 society out there, right? So, <laughs> like the picture you sent me earlier this yeah, hell in the morning. The guitar guy. Luckily, he had the wherewithal to just kind of lightly strum some lobby type music. You know, if he would have been over there at five thirty a.m. hammering right. out some Red Hot Chili Peppers or something, <laughs> like it's a different story. He was lightly strumming. Uh, but I got all kind of issues, man. First of all, he put the guitar in a case, carried it onto the plane on his back. Why are we shoving carry-ons into the thing to make sure they're not too big when you can bring a freaking guitar on as your carry-on? Clearly much bigger than this little square. You got to try to shove your bag in if they think it's too big and make you check it. On the way home, 
some dude brought this like canvas artwork that was like the size of a human being. He just carried that onto the plane. <laughs> it, first, he just had it sitting right between his knees and the seat in front of him. And then the lady made him like shove it up into the overhead. How are we getting on planes with this stuff? But the, the main thing I want to bring up. Have you ever been to the airport really, really early? Yes. No, God, yeah. So I hate stressing out over Russian or maybe like, so I always get there way too early. So yeah, got no, there I, like I, I 530 yeah. for the 730 flight. You're just being conscious, man. That's yeah. all it is. We're, what's with the, we're not getting in the car driving to the beach. What, what's with the pajamas and the, and the flip flops and the pajama pants? Like, <laughs> What are we, what are we doing? Like you didn't, this isn't when you roll out of bed and your parents throw you in the back seat to drive to Myrtle. I mean, we're, we're in public here. What, what, what is with that? Hey man, and flight the attire. amount of people at the bar. Oh dude. 5 yeah. a.m. What do we, what is happening? There's people on a different schedule. I just, I, I mean, what, I don't know what schedule that is, but the, the main thing I want to bring up though, have you, do you feel after they run through the flight attendant instructions at the beginning, if that thing goes down, do you feel like anybody's going to do it? Do you have any idea what to do? Do I, I do actually. Of course you do. <laughs> the, the, uh, no, I got no clue where that life vest is. Usually no it's clue. like, usually it's like under, under the, the seat in front of you. Or I mean, they say that, but I'm, I'm saying if you're actually in a panic and that, that baby goes down, like, oh yeah, I mean, you're screwed. I think you're grabbing that, throwing it on, pulling the thing, getting the mask out. Like, I feel like I have zero chance of executing any of the stuff that they're taking you through based on one. It's a very half-assed demonstration. Oh God. Uh, yeah. Not a lot of, not a lot of passion behind it. Um, very matter of fact and uh yeah man i just i just feel like nobody on a plane would actually be much never mind i'll keep that out uh <laughs> i'll text you about it uh much like uh i just feel i just feel like nobody no i yeah that's understandable properly execute the procedures no we we as a society as soon as it goes wrong like we're just losing our minds we're done like there's going to be hardly anybody that's actually going to do what they're doing. And flight attendants are just going to go to their seats and do it themselves and forget about the rest of us. Yeah, that's for sure. So, I mean, I feel you. My turn to bring something, though. Yeah, I'm excited about this. I saw this Saturday morning on my way out to meet you at the trail. Stopped at Sheets because I forgot to pick up bread and stuff to make peanut butter and jellies. So stop to pick up like their like little smash sandwich pb and j things those sandwiches are great they're the so butter, good the peanut butter and uh the, the peanut butter and honey the oh yeah the peanut butter yeah, and the banana honey one. one's good the banana yeah. one's probably my favorite yeah so I, I went to i went to stop to pick up a couple of those because had a fuel for the ride and things like that sheets and harmer okay. they went self-checkout touchscreens really yeah they got three or four self checkout touchscreens now, dude. My my day's made. Hey, I'm like your, I'm, there's your 15 an hour, dude. My day is That's made. Think about it. Like I'm so 
I mean, like, yeah, I feel bad for those people. Like, you don't have a job now. Like, sorry. Uh, but like, we've talked nobody's about. Nobody's applying, man. Nobody's nobody's wanting to work out here. Old Steve Sheets got to do what he got to do. I mean, like, we talked about the whole self checkout thing at oh, like dude, grocery love, stores and stuff. Like, I that's my go to. Like, I just as little social interaction when I'm out. Like, I'm all about it. Yeah, dude. especially dude, especially that time of morning dude you, know, you don't want so be, early oh my god man i was you don't want to be chit-chatting with anybody dude i love it man that's how like that's how uh when i went to the dinosaur thing that's how this mcdonald's and robinson was the taco bell after my iron man that's how it was like had to have zero interaction until they called your number and handed you your food it was amazing dude i'm like it was great especially at 6 a.m i was like walking through with like five things of these pb and j sandwich things and i like my backs to the rest of the cashier so they don't have to see what i'm doing like yeah. i'm not being dude, a i hate i hate fake small talking so bad i left the resort and skipped a dinner that was already paid for a steak asparagus and potato dinner that was already paid for <laughs> to go eat by myself at panda express because i would rather do that than have to have forced fake small talk interactions with a group of people i don't know that's that is how much i do not like interacting with people i don't know that i i passed on a on a paid for meal at a very nice resort a four hundred dollar a night resort private dinner to to go eat Panda Express by myself. Um, <laughs> so I one hundred percent, one hundred percent drove to Panda Express in a Jaguar SUV. I was like, you got hooked up with that Jag last week, though. Yeah, that just to, so everybody doesn't think i paid to run a jack yeah that's SUV. true i paid to run a jeep wrangler when i went to arizona the battery was dead in the wrangler so they they caught me a jaguar suv instead which was like driving a go-kart but yeah. i hopped in that thing keep in mind as i was walking out to skip the dinner the rest of the crew was in the middle of a resort scavenger hunt <laughs> so they were walking around outside in groups as I put my head down and plowed through to the parking lot. So I am all about the, uh, the self-checkout. Yeah. Um, I know, I feel like there's sheets to like have one that's like over in the corner. Maybe that's Gecko. They have like one. Yeah. Gecko does that, but it's like always closed. So like, I never understand, but that's, yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah. Gecko had it, but like I walked in, it was like, yeah, I think it was just Saturday morning. It's the first time I saw it. I walked in at that early at time and I just like, dude, yeah. there's four new screens with all the receipt things and it talks nice and loud to you. And like you just press the you just scan and go. I was like, this is this is the thing. Bad timing of the sheets. You can get uh you can get caught in a line too. So oh yeah, man. Gonna, that's gonna help keep that one moving right there. I mean, that's it's gotta be a busy one between truckers or whatever going oh, to yeah. like 28 or vice versa. So yeah. Sheets by my house, probably not going to have that for seven years. Um, yeah. If I had to guess, it's pretty, it's a pretty rough one over there. So yeah, let's I do wish, it, man. Yeah, we got the bike ride. We got some uh, sheets for some eats. We got some flight talk. I mean, hard to believe this podcast is still free, but I know, right? we'll get into it. All right. So questions that we got uh, for this week. 
little a lot of a lot of nutrition based stuff still but you know that's all right that's okay oh, it's most important most important uh we'll start with a nice easy one how many meals a day should you eat you want me to go yeah go ahead uh so i i i, I this is this is a typical answer uh it, it depends um it's no magic number, in, in my opinion, uh, what fits your schedule and what keeps you on track uh, is really what matters. So at the end of the day, it's all about calories mm-hmm. uh, from a weight loss perspective or a weight gain or even a maintenance perspective. How many calories you eat on a daily basis, weekly basis, monthly basis is really what matters. However, I will say, like I said, the most important thing is what what you're going to actually be able to stick with and do. Yeah. I personally prefer more meals because I don't have as long of a time to go between eating where I'm like wanting to eat or thinking about it. Cause I always kind of have, you know, when you're, when you're talking every two and a half hours or so, you know, cause I like to eat six times a day when I'm actually on track, yeah. um, which I'm back. I'm back today. So, uh, having like those six meals where you're eating every couple hours, it's like you get done eating, you're doing something. And then like, now it's time to eat again. So you don't have these like long gaps where you're like having urges to snack or you want to eat or especially like I eat when I'm bored or like, yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of times I don't even eat because I'm hungry. I just stress eat or bored eat or whatever. So like just doesn't give you as many opportunities to do that. Um, so I, I've personally always been more successful with the like six meals a day, but you know, if you're somebody that's constantly running, you know, you get up early, you drop the kids to school, you go to work all day, pick up the kids, take them to the first practice. Then they go to the second practice, whatever you go to book club, uh, whatever, you know, whatever, whatever it might be. Yeah. And trying to squeeze in six meals can be stressful and not very doable then you might be somebody that benefits more from just trying to get three good meals in or three meals and a snack or whatever it might be. So yeah, whatever fits your schedule and whatever you just personally uh, prefer. Yeah. I'm definitely on that front as well. I think the adherence to what you're doing is more important than how you do it. You know, we talked about it all the time. Consistency is saying, you know, the the king of all of the stuff, like you just got to be able to do something consistently. So if it's three times a day and you can do that consistently and you don't have any issues with those longer periods of time of not eating and you don't feel like you're going to, that you're having cravings or urges or anything like that, then cool, you know, do three times a day. That's fine. You know, keep your meals balanced and go with it. But if you're somebody, you know, in your situation, uh, myself personally, I kind of like the four to five times a day is kind of where I fluctuate at, you know, depending on the day, like, you know, that's just what I do. It's just how it is. I, I think there's also a point, you know, I like to eat food. So if I feel like I'm eating more or eating more often, I psychologically feel like, oh, I'm eating more when in reality I'm not, you know, so there, there's all sorts of different things that you can kind of do with it. But I, I'm 100% on with what you said. It depends. It depends on what you're going to stick to. It depends on what you're going to, you know, what your schedule's like, whatever fits best, whatever you're going to adhere to the best. And also just what your food tendencies are, uh, you know, people absolutely get cravings and urges all the time, you know, 
Um, so if you're somebody that eats three times a day and that's what happens to you, you could greatly benefit from eating one more time a day, you know, and next thing you know, your urges and your tendencies are gone, you know, and they're, they're kind of, you know, subsided at that point. So you have to kind of look at a couple of different things, but in reality, it depends on you. It depends on your schedule. It depends on what fits. So I'm on that. Yeah. I mean, I have absolutely nothing to like support this or anything, but I've just always noticed like, even when I eat huge meals, like when I was in college trying to like just as big as I could, I was eating just massive plates of like chicken and rice or pasta and chicken or whatever it might be like massive portions. And I was still starving like 30 minutes later. Like it did not matter how much I ate. I was still starving within an hour afterwards. So like to try to, for me, that's just going back to like trying to do less meals, but spread my so when you're if you're eating the same amount of calories obviously if you're doing three or four meals it's more calories per meal than if you're doing six if all yeah total calories are the same so like eating bigger portions bigger meals i was always still really hungry but then now i had like three or four hours to go until i could eat again or whatever yeah that's me but i guess the main point of the question and this is i think where people kind of get lost in these weird like internet guru debates yeah who's trying to sell you their program like doesn't there's no magical amount of meals that's going to be like better for your weight loss no other than that fact of something might be easier for you to maintain and be consistent with like we always talk about so like if you're eating the same amount of calories in three meals versus six as long as you're eating the same amount of calories your your results are going to be the same yeah I mean, it's at a that good point, question, it's definitely, it's definitely a question or, or a topic where people, there's a lot of, a lot of bad information. And this, this could even be one of those things. Like you might read an article that's like eating six meals better for fat loss. Yeah. That's another one of those, like if you're 4% body fat and you're trying to be 3% body fat, that's yeah. like one of those like tiny fractional, very minuscule that might make a difference at that point. But if you're somebody who's 40, 50 pounds overweight and you're just trying to you're just trying to get to a healthy weight or whatever it might be. It's, it, I mean, just eating the right amount of calories and just eating well is, and that's really what's going to give you the results. Not yeah. Like, it's it's like going to be much more than one hundredth of a percent <clears throat> increase in your metabolism by eating six meals or whatever. So, yeah, I mean, I've seen different things like, and you know, obviously with what we do, we work with general population, everyday people, this, you know, meals don't matter in this case you know, if you're going to be a professional athlete, that's an entirely different story. Like, you know, professional athlete, they're working on nutrient timing, looking at anabolic windows. They're, they're working on, you know, um, meal adjustments, you know, day to day, week to week sort of thing. Like your general pop, like focus on eating good balanced, you know, nutrition and find the meal setup that works best for you and you're good yeah like you don't have to don't have to make it too complicated or whatnot and there's nothing that's going to make your progress go faster or make it go slower other than a lack of consistency consistency is the change there no doubt all right um do pill-based supplements matter and or help so the likes of vitamin c vitamin d vitamin e calcium things along those lines so the best answer in the world 
it depends. Uh, it depends on a lot of things in, in this case. Um, these supplements, these pill-based supplements can be helpful uh, under circumstances. You know, if you have gone and gotten, you know, some lab work done and your numbers came back that your calcium levels are low, then, you know, you can take a calcium supplement or you can also eat foods and, you know, have other, you know, whole food based items that are high in calcium to help try to bring it up, you know, um, vitamin D can it be helpful? Yeah, absolutely. It can be, it can also be helpful to go outside and, you know, get out in the sun a little bit. Now, obviously, again, this is a, it depends scenario because some people might spend all day outside, but their body doesn't actually properly absorb how it needs to. And so you do need to supplement. Like this is a very, you know, uh, individualized case by case kind of basis that you would need to really go through and do the proper steps to know if you should be supplementing with one of these types of products, um, in that manner. So doing lab work, talking with your doctor and consulting with them, um, things along those lines. It's not one of those things where we should go, Oh, I read on this article from Facebook that um, taking blank supplement is is helpful for fat loss. That green tea extract is helpful for fat loss. So I'm going to start taking that. Like things like that are just, I mean, you guys should know by now, like it's just not worth it uh, in that context. You know, if you're going to need or if you need to look into something like this, then you need to do the proper kind of steps to move forward with it. You don't want to just read an article and then go, okay, I'm going to start doing that then. Yeah. I mean, if you do that, you're, you know, you're going to be one of those people that has the the freaking uh, tackle box. They got to pull out in the morning and choke down 78 pills. Um, so, yeah, I mean, no, knowing what you're, deficient in you know if you supplement something you're deficient in it is going to be yeah. a big difference like and um, that's the whole like you know that's why lab work and consulting with your doctor is so important and you can go get lab work without a doctor's referral too so yeah. it's super easy yeah. so you know that's obviously really important um you know there's definitely some that like are common you know yeah. that have a lot of benefits <laughs> that you know especially you know, winter time, it starts getting dark at four. And if you sit in a dark office all day and yeah, um, you know, that's, you know, vitamin D can help, but you know, you, you don't want to be like, you know, like, yeah, like, like Tyler said, like, you don't want to have 57,000 things. Cause you read one thing about how great it is. Um, you know, I take vitamin D, I take magnesium. I think those are some really important ones that can have benefits and, uh, and you gotta you gotta understand too if you notice a difference. Um, yeah. If not, you're just taking it. Uh, and, and understanding too, you know, if you are deficient in something, what what dosage is going to be required to improve that? Like, what's going to be a healthy? Le- like, what's what's the dosage that's going to get your body to a healthy level? And then again, checking that blood work to see if it's improving at all. You know, yeah. so if you are. And then there's a difference between the healthy level and optimal level as well. So that's something that, you know, a doctor or whatever can go over with you or whoever you're getting your blood work with can understand. Cause a lot of times when you do go to like a PCP, 
they do a blood test. It's like, oh yeah, you're at, you're at the healthy level here, but there are benefits to being higher than just yeah. the bottom of the healthy range, you know, optimizing all those, those things. So that's a whole different world. You know, you can get pretty deep into that. Um, but you're going to want to be with, you know, when I consult somebody that knows what the hell's going on, not, not your neighbor that yeah. types something up on Facebook about how great apple cider vinegar is. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, what, you know, whatever it might be. Yeah, you know, like, that, yeah, that's, that's important. And, and yeah. understanding too, like, you know, if I if I take some something like vitamin D and I have too much of it, it doesn't really matter, you know. So understanding that side of it too, like, if you, I mean, obviously, you you know, slam the whole bottle or something. I'm sure maybe something could happen, but yeah, just you, in terms of like, you if can have levels, issues. <laughs> if your if your levels are you know a little bit higher because maybe you didn't need it but you took it, it's not. Yeah, nine times out of ten, it's not the end of the world. Harsh. Um, So yeah, monitoring of something's that just like anything else. Like if you find a a workout program online or you find a nutrition program online, you got to monitor the results to see if it's doing anything. You know, you got to give it a you got to give it a period of time and compare apples to apples and see this is even doing anything. Especially when you're talking about something you're paying money for. So if you're just slugging down vitamin C and you know all this other stuff because ashwagandha yeah elderberry like you know like all this stuff that you know it's crazy i mean look go to go to the pharmacy and just look just look <laughs> just Dude, look man. at all this shit yeah i mean there's look at all so this much. shit and notice and realize that somebody is taking all these things yeah or else they wouldn't keep selling it you know that that's what's crazy and you know a lot of times you take so many pills that you just you know you fix one thing, but now your liver is all jacked up because you're trying to break down and absorb, Yeah, you know, 7,000 pills a day. So, yeah, I mean, I would definitely say like, you know, obviously if you, if you talked with your doctor and they want you taking stuff, cool, do, do what they say and so forth. You know, they're looking at your lab works and stuff. We're not. Uh, but if you're just somebody who's like, man, I feel like uh, because I sit in the office all day and, and you know, don't see the sun and things like that, like that your, your energy is draining and so forth. And yeah, you can take a look at possibly doing some vitamin D supplementation and so forth, but be careful with the whole realm of like, if you're relatively healthy and you start wanting to supplement with these things that you're not taking four or five things all at one time, you know, you really gotta, like Ryan said, you gotta figure out if it's actually working first. And if you're noticing a difference or noticing a change from it, you know, because if you just start taking five different pills and you, you know, three weeks, four weeks later, five weeks later are just turning around and realizing that like your stomach is killing you and, you know, you're having pain in your side and your bowels are no longer, you know, normal like they were, there's a good chance it could be from the fact that you were trying to just change and and throw so much of your body all at one time and now it doesn't know what to do like you got to be very careful and strategic on kind of how you do things with that stuff and like ryan said you know you might fix one thing but if you're doing too much you know you're going to start harming another one pretty quickly so finding balance there is going to be extremely important not like you said there's definitely some purposes and points where like it's great um but you just you got to be careful with it All right. This is going back to the, the days of curves and Weight Watchers. Well, I guess Weight Watchers is still a thing, but uh, back in the day of curves of what they used to tell people. 
Back in the day, it was that you should eat your biggest meal of the day in the morning. So breakfast is the biggest meal of the day. And then you scale down the size of your meals as the rest of the day goes on. Is that something that should continue to happen now? No, I mean, you know, I think we kind of talked a little bit about this already with the, the how many meals a day thing. Um, it, at the end of the day, really, it's just about how many calories you take in, you know, whether that's, uh, you know, a huge breakfast and then smaller, whatever. Great. You know, it's, it's just back to whatever, whatever you like. And cause usually whatever you like is something you're going to stick with better and more consistently. So if you're like somebody that wakes up and you just don't have a big appetite first thing in the morning, then like forcing yourself to shove down this like massive breakfast and then taper throughout the day is probably not going to be appealing to you or something that you're going to want to do every day for a long period of time. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's kind of goofy. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's, it was just back, you know, it was one of those things that back in the day, they just said it because that's what seemed like the right thing to do. You know, if you think on it, Oh, eat the biggest meal of the day because you were sleeping, your body needs all the calories. And then as you're going through the day, just eat less and less and less and less and less. But, you know, like you said, or like, you know, it's just calories, you know, we've talked about it before how this comes in, you know, the blunt side of this is calories in versus calories out. You know, are you in a calorie deficit? Are you in a calorie surplus? Are you focusing on maintenance? What are you doing? You know, figure that out. You could eat a massive breakfast and then a small lunch and a small dinner and still be in a calorie deficit. You could eat a small breakfast, a large lunch and a small dinner and still be in a calorie deficit. You could eat a large breakfast, large lunch and large dinner and be in a calorie surplus. Like it's whatever you can stick to, whatever schedule works, just like the meals, like how many meals, a, you know, a day, like it, it all depends on those sort of things and how your body is. Um, the one thing that I would kind of throw with this though, that, you know, because of how we're talking, like we, we mentioned, you know, maybe you don't have a big appetite in the morning, so you don't, you're not going to eat a massive meal. We still want to be, you know, mindful that calories in and calories out is how we make progress with weight loss and so forth. Um, so if you're one of those people that is huge on the, you know, intermittent fasting front, you know, that's, that's you're, you're, you're skipping breakfast. Like that's all you're doing. You're, you're skipping breakfast and you're just eating lunch and then dinner and then a snack or something like that. It's, it's the same concept calories in calories out. So no matter what you're doing, you know, as long as you can do it consistently and as long as it fits the lifestyle of what you are trying to go after and what you are doing, then just do what works you know, do, do what fits everything best for you at that time. Um, but you know, it, it it's tough cause this is just general standpoints, but I mean, there, there's so many variables in all this sort of stuff that, you know, you know, if you are, you know, confused on or something like that, it's something worth sitting down and talking to somebody about. Um, but if you're just, Hey, I go to the gym in the evenings, 
I try to work out three times a week. I'm just trying to eat healthier and, and, you know, get myself to a better, you know, standpoint in terms of my overall lifestyle and health focus calories in, calories out. However, it fits for you. However many meals a day, however you want to do your portion sizes, as long as your calories in are where they need to be, you're good. And I will say like, while we keep saying that there are like other things that, you know, yeah, that, that's that's like what matters for burning fat and all that stuff. But there's other things that are important too, like how you feel, how your energy is, how your sleep is, all that yeah. stuff. So if you find like, so if we go to the extreme, we're like, okay, and I guess maybe this could be fasting people or whatever. So if if it doesn't matter how often or when you consume those calories, it just matters how many calories you have. So if you're somebody that 2000 calories puts you in a deficit, where you can burn body fat, I'm not going to eat all day. And then at the end of the day, I'm going to eat a 2000 calorie meal. Now, while that fits with what we're talking about in terms of, you know, eating the proper amount of calories, maybe now you have this massive, just glob of food in your stomach. And now you sleep like shit because of, because of that. So yeah. it affects your sleep, which affects hormone production that's important for fat loss muscle retention muscle gain all that stuff so like there's other factors or like if you're if you skip breakfast or you eat a big breakfast and now you feel lethargic because you ate this massive breakfast now you're sluggish all day you have a you know you're just tired after work you're sluggish you skip the gym or you go and you have a half-assed workout because you're sluggish now that's going to be a factor in your results too so like while all things being equal calories in calories out is really what it comes down to all things aren't equal you yeah know, like you're gonna feel a certain way when you do things a certain way so and this um, is like just to point out like this is why everything is so individualized and you can't just follow what somebody else is doing like this is yeah. the exact reason why because your body will not respond the exact same way as somebody else's the apple cider vinegar lady that lives next door on Facebook, she might, she might do well doing a certain thing. Could be a totally different hormone profile, just different training history, different muscle mass, different genetics, yeah. whatever it might be. So many different factors that, uh, can try. I can't believe this show's free, man. This is ridiculous. Even, even when you think it's going to be an absolute snoozer of an episode, <laughs> I can't believe we're not charging money for this, dude. This is, this is, this is getting ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, well, and like, as we're talking on this, like I'm thinking calories and things like that, like, you know, same thing that you were just saying, calories in calories out, you know, if all things are equal, but usually they're not, you also got to think about other factors on top of this. When are you working out? How intense are you working out? Like, what are you, obviously what's your goal, you know, like all those things considered change certain variables at which you have to adjust for and, and so forth. So, you know, it, it's very tough, you know, for some of these things, like if you're somebody who like you work out midday and it, you work out very, very hard and very intensely, let's say you're training for something, you know, in particular, then yeah, eating a little bit larger of a meal in the morning is probably going to be beneficial. It's fueling you for your, your workout that you're going to go endure and, and, and so forth and giving you the fuel to get through it, you know, and then the meals afterwards can be a little bit smaller and it's not going to be that big of a deal. You know, you're just going through and working on the refueling process and just 
putting calories back in. You know, if you're somebody who works out later in the day and so forth, maybe it's better that lunch is a slightly bigger meal and so forth. Or maybe if you're an endurance athlete, you know, it's before and after that you have to do, depending on what type of endurance event you were doing or what your training was for that day. Like there are really so many variables that come into these things, which is why everything is so individualized. That's why no one person can do the same thing as somebody else. You never see one athlete copying another athlete. Like it just doesn't happen. Everybody has to do things slightly different in some context all the time. Um, this show gets any better. It's going to have to be two idiots talk health and fitness dot edu at this point. Well, let's see if this last question will make that happen. If it doesn't, we'll just cut it up. Yeah, that works. Um, so last question during an exercise, feeling a tweak within a joint, specifically the knee in this instance, um, is it a form problem? Is it a muscular based problem? Kind of what's our breakdown? What's our look? Kind of where are we going? You've had the more knee injuries than I have, so I'm gonna let you let you go. Yeah. All right. Depends. Dot edu. Dot edu. It really does. I mean, first and foremost, I guess. I guess the answer is it depends, but. Um, you know, we're not, we're not doctors. Um, the way, I mean, the way these episodes are might be a PhD coming. It's an honorary honorary PhD from university of Phoenix online. Um, but anyway, uh, I guess the way to maybe test out if it could be a form thing or if it could be something worth getting looked at is maybe where we should go with this thing. Yeah. Um, because it's impossible to say, you know, it could be a form thing. It could be that you have a torn ACL. I mean, who, who knows? Um, so what you want to do, you know, first of all, if you don't, if you feel that way, you should probably be working with some type of guidance, you know, a trainer, a coach, whatever it might be to, to help you figure out if your form is not good or is good or whatever it might be. So, an easy way to tell uh, is if you can't just have somebody look at your form and correct the form and see if it still bothers you is to regress the exercise mm-hmm. um, to a form of the exercise that's easier to maintain proper form. So, you know, there's some highly technical exercises that we've talked about before, like, you know, anything with a barbell or, or cleans or snatches or deadlifts or, or squats or anything. Squats, that's, yeah. that's a lot more technical than it than it seems, especially when you're putting weight on it. Um, so if you can regress the exercise in some way that makes the form less challenging to maintain and you're still having issues, um, you know, it could be something a little bit more than the form or if it's bothering you on other exercises that work similar joints or whatever. So like if you're, yeah, if you're squatting and it's bothering you, but then you're able to lunge and jump and leg press and leg extension. Like if you're able to do all these other things that run, like if you're able to do all these other things that affect your knees, no problem. It's just one specific movement that bothers you. It could really be a form thing. Um, 
or you know like if again like if you can't if you put a barbell on your back and you squat and your knee bothers you but if you do a front squat or or a goblet squat or even just a squat with no weight and it doesn't bother you then again it's very likely that it's a it's a form thing so a lot of things you can do um you know first of which is you know, working with somebody to make sure the form is looking good um, and, and try some different ways of doing that and see if you still have issues. But I mean, that's really the easiest thing for me is if it's bothering you on everything you do, probably not a form thing. I mean, it could have been caused by bad form, but yeah, it's probably, it's probably something that needs some extra attention, some therapies, uh, you know, maybe some rest or, you know, worth talking to a doctor about, but you know, that, that's what I would say. If you're able to, if you're able to do everything else pain-free, it's just certain, ex, a certain exercise is where the pain comes, then yeah, it's probably, probably a form related thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely would jump in on that as well. Um, you know, if, if you're going through leg day and the only thing that hurts is squats, but everything else feels fine, then it's a form problem, you know? I, I would give a, a small percentage that it would be a muscular or, you know, joint issue at that point. Um, you know, maybe an imbalance issue is, is a possibility within there as well. Um, you know, that that's always a possible cause. I mean, we we've talked briefly on that sort of thing and definitely want to talk more about it and, and make some, um, you know, educational posts and content on the, you know, muscular imbalances and how that can be a, a culprit for, you know, pain in the joints and things like that. Um, you know, but like you said, I would be, I would be talking to somebody, I would be asking for help and working on, you know, really breaking down the form to the, the, the bare minimum and, and really trying to work at that solely. Um, I think another big issue here, you know, obviously we're talking just the specific of like, Hey, we're feeling this thing when I do the, when I do an exercise, like, why is that happening? Sometimes it's because we, we can't push the ego to the side and we feel like we have to do more than what's necessary for our body. Our bodies can only take so much of, you know, that sort of stress and, and intensity we have to be able to teach our bodies how to move properly before we can teach our bodies how to grow and get stronger properly. You know, if you do not have good movement mechanics and body mechanics, you're not going to get to the potential that you actually have. Um, so, you know, whether you're a year into lifting, 10 years into lifting, a month into lifting, whatever it may be, it is never a bad idea to just take a, a couple of days and go back and, you know, work on form. Like, especially, I mean, we live in the age of the internet. Like you can go on YouTube and type in how to do a proper squat and get thousands of video to come up that show really good form. Like it's, it's there. And then you can go through, watch that. A thing that's helpful in this case, watching yourself in a mirror, taking a video of yourself doing the exercise, 
you know, so that you can try to watch and see what's happening. Take a video of yourself doing an exercise and take it to a trainer or take it to somebody that can help you with trying to improve on it. All right. Not your neighbor down the street, probably not them unless they're a trainer. Um, yeah, I mean that's what that's that's what the mirrors and gyms are for. Uh, yeah, like they like, truly not, not what they're actually used for, but that's, yeah, like, that's uh, the, the reality of mirrors for. and gyms are to make sure that you can watch yourself use proper form, not to stare at yourself and try to admire, you know, your traps or your biceps or whatever it may be. Speaking of mirrors, just got put up today in containing. So I know, exciting stuff coming together. So there you you have it. I mean, what an absolute monster. I mean, just. It's, it's, it's too easy at this point, really. I mean, you, you come in, a little effort, no clue what we're talking about till two <laughs> minutes before, and then just Every absolute, week. just absolute bombs, man. I mean, every week. Can't believe this shit's free. I mean, it's, we can't even get a voicemail or a review or just, we're handing out it's just free gold at this point. Like, you just, you know, crazy. Mm. Well, hey, we appreciate everybody that, that's uh, tuning in, video or audio, however you like it. Absolutely. Uh, maybe you can watch the video on mute and play the audio on your phone if you want. Then you get the best of both worlds. Sure. You know, we get a view and a listen. Oh yeah, I like uh, that. Can't can't beat it. So, <laughs> uh, make sure you make sure you're you're hooking us up here. Make sure you you're liking that YouTube video if you're watching the video. Leave a comment. Share that thing. Let your friends and family know that, you know, believe it or not, this is free. I mean, let, let them know. Uh, and even though it says two here. idiots, we actually have some intelligence. Yeah. I mean, let them know. I mean, you're, I got an economics degree from the Indiana <laughs> University of Pennsylvania. You I didn't go I mean? to school. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got, you got, you got the school of hard knocks over there. Learning in the streets. That's. That's that's hey, experience is the best teacher. That's it. Subscribe, comment, review, all that stuff. We'll see you guys next week. See ya.